chuckles, and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week, and invariably <laughs> fall short. Over to you, gentlemen. Hi, Rob. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have that so. <laughs> you can't just do that straight off the bat to me, Lloyd. You can't even, and you don't have your notes up, which you barely even remember to bring. I actually didn't remember to bring them. You didn't remember to bring them. Is that part of the notes? Yes, it is. <laughs> I, had to, I had to annotate. Uh, welcome, y'all, to episode nine of the Giggle Mugs podcast, which is the second episode in deep, per- deeply in person, in person. And uh, that probably didn't come through. It's pretty quiet. Pouring whiskey is really quiet. Featuring Welsh whiskey. Tell me all about it. Uh, it's from a part of Wales called Pandaren. This is the Myth Edition. Not sure why it's mythical. The Myth Edition? Not sure why it's mythical. I wasn't sure it was here before. Nope. Carry uh, on. It's just, just whiskey. <laughs> Gives you a big description of the tasting notes, and to me it just kind of tastes like good whiskey, because I don't know... Are you sure it doesn't taste fresh and lively? Myth has mixed citrus fruits mingling with apple, pear drops, and the merest hint of tropical fruits. Honestly... In the mouth sweetness... Sorry. No, sorry. In the mouth sweetness. In the mouth, <laughs> sweetness dominates, then moves over a little... <laughs> In the mouth sweetness... <laughs> In the mouth sweetness, domination. In the mouth, there should be a comma. It's Pandaren's fault. Sweetness dominates, then moves over a little to allow some refreshing bitterness to emerge while the mixed fruits continue to dominate the flavor. Mm. Use dominates twice in a sentence. Gradually, all the flavors simply ebb away to leave memories of a lively and light style of whiskey that is easy to drink. Wouldn't argue with that last bit. I have a question for you. Have you ever... <laughs> I've just read everything on the label. I have no answers. Drunk whiskey. <laughs> Yes. And had a Damn thought it. other than, this tastes like whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It could be it tastes like good whiskey. Okay. It could be it tastes like bad whiskey. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but I've, I've never had a set of whiskey on apple. <laughs> oh, what about with wine? Do you drink wine yet? You're an adult enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I drink red wine. Uh, cheers. Uh, cheers. What? A toast first. From you. <laughs> hey, you got him. A toast each. And then it's the last, first and... the. The second and last in-person episode of Giggle Mugs that we know of. To glory. Christ. <laughs> and death. If ever there's World War Three, and you and I have to charge over the battlements to... The battlements? Uh, World War Three, <laughs> Back to medieval times? That's what we should... Yeah. To glory and death. <laughs> oh, no. I hope we don't have to do any charging over any battlements. No. That's enough. I'm it's- much too old and you're much too smart. We wouldn't be on the front lines. <laughs> you're much too old. You're the youngest. Yeah, I know, but you're smarter than I am old. I don't know. Uh, it's episode nine of Giggle Mugs. It's in person. Lloyd's still got way too much hair. We're drinking whiskey. And how far apart are our two bodies? Between us, Rob, there are point one seven six oops. <laughs> Have you based that on this current distance apart? 30 centimetres. Okay, yeah. that's about right. 0.176 Popes. Which Pope? The Pope. The current Francis. Pope. In Frank or Frankie. <laughs> Big F. Yeah. <sighs> Didn't use a cool Frank name. Frank Pope Natra. <laughs> Nothing there. Didn't that's, need to be said. That was pretty good. Uh, including full papal regalia? Not including his over foot high papal hat. So stuck naked. He's probably going to be wearing clothes. Do your clothes make you tall? Yes. Might I have, wear particularly long might, clothes. He might have papal heels. People, oh yeah, people um, platforms probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, not not like spaghetti heels. That'd be too sexy. <laughs> that and then the full <laughs> yeah. rope hat, 
Hey, boys. Uh, he is <laughs> Jesus is coming. About 170 centimeters tall. So pretty tall. About? He is 170 centimeters tall. <laughs> For now. Fairly little. Current celebrity height. Even littler than me. Let's double check that. What was it? Pope. No. <laughs> I know who the Pope is. <laughs> Celebrityheights.com or whatever. What was yeah, that? Yeah, is that yeah. season Cele- one? Celebheights.com. Is it, it actually? Celebheights. That's where we learned about Harrison Ford and his shrinking machines. <laughs> yeah, Celebheights. That seems legit. Cele- uh, yeah, this looks about dodgy enough. Where's the search? What do you mean latest Celebrity Heights? They regularly measure them? Also... We couldn't recognise any of those people. These are all celebrities, Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Mickey Jones, Peter Egan, Benny Henry Anka. Brandon. He looks like he should be dead. Uh, doesn't appear to be a... Top, s- top right big fella. You reckon that was a search? Oh, enhanced by Google. Barcelona. How <laughs> tall <laughs> is Barcelona? Pope Francis or Ez? Francis. Francis. The woes of Pope this Francis. This is just celebheights.com's own Google. Well, those are just ads, though. Maybe there's... Females whose height <laughs> is 5'1". Five five it's a very specific thing to This seems know. like a rabbit hole. Carry on with the format of the podcast, Lloyd. Why, why, what are you... Whiskey, I guess. <laughs> what are what you, you whiskey? Drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, it's great because the drink and your distance relates to what That's I learned true. this week. Why is that a good segue? This week, Lloyd, I learned that in 2020, which is weirdly recent history for us, no reaction to no, that. Yes, I, I <laughs> agreed. Nodded, I nodded. Uh, Normally, I nod louder. Sorry. <laughs> Please do. The Vatican censored a video of damn it, love typos. Pop Francis. <laughs> hey, it's Pop Francis. So fresh, 2022, featuring <laughs> Pop Francis. Great band name, Pop Francis. Pope Francis saying that Scotch whiskey is the real holy water, which is a great quote. I it think. Is. I don't know why you need to censor it. Well, I'll tell you in a second, but... <sighs> I was hoping you might fill that gap. No, I you're thought, a huge I personality. You might have had a whiskey comment to make after the tasting, but it was just, I guess just it kind of a like... sip and gasp. Sip and gasp. Is <laughs> <Put> a gasp? <sighs> Sigh. Irrelevant. We should continue. We should. Podcast. <laughs> so this occurred when a group of Scottish seminarians... Which you will define for us now. People who live in a seminary. Yep. Cemetery? <laughs> Seminarians visited Rome and the Vatican and met the Pop in 2019. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, I wrote what it is. Seminarians are basically student priests. So lame. And they... <laughs> learning or the priest part? Both. Fair enough. The show is all about learning. Not about priests, though. Although today is. Literally. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so they were student priests from the... Pontifical Scots College, hmm. which sounds boring as all fuck. sounds really boring. <laughs> and they were visiting Pope Francis, and they gifted him a bottle of Oban from the west coast of Scotland. Oban is whiskey. Good whiskey. Is it? Have you had it? I have. Nice. I have not. Uh, and apparently, instead of saying thanks and handing off the gift to an assistant like he normally does with all the various gifts people bring him, he held it up. I'm acting this out, by the way. And said in... Oh, shit, I wrote in my best Italian accent. <laughs> Here we go. A babbity boobity pizza pasta vesperoma. And the Scots were all like, wow, he really gets us. Did you write? Yes, I wrote all that down. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Rob in his notes wrote babbity boobity pizza pasta vesperoma. <laughs> it's the only way to remember all my worst jokes. Uh, in reality, he said, Questa è la vera acqua santa. That sounded quite good. Thank you. 
which as stated translates to this is the real holy water. Apparently everyone then had a good chuckle. <laughs> that probably didn't I had come. a mouthful of whiskey, so. Uh, a good chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Very sing-song chuckle. Uh, and then moved on with their lives. But the incident was filmed as part of a documentary that was thrillingly called Priest School. Wow. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have looked that up. I did not. Sounds terribly boring. Uh, that was being made for the BBC and directed by some bloke called Tony Kearney. And he stated later that they had agreed with the Vatican's media office that all of the footage would have to be approved by them before it could be broadcast. And so the party pooper media office of the Vatican said that that particular scene had to be cut. Uh, bastards. But it bastards. Was leaked. Ah, yeah, yeah came I, out, I guess. Yeah, just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, school uncut. Well, I assume this guy, Tony Kearney, told them about it. I think there were people there, there are like two or three different recountings of the very same story uh, that I read on the vast interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all lined up, oddly enough. It's not a very like... It doesn't often happen. Fakeable. I mean, you could definitely fake it, but like there's no reason to, I guess. Unless you sell whiskey. Yeah. So apparently uh, the Pope has received whiskey before. And he's probably even used the same line before, mm-hmm. because it's a pretty good one, uh, as a as a little icebreaker for all the random people that he has to meet. Uh, and I mean that that that's what I learned. You got to have a little bit of a sense of humor when you're the boss of all boss, the boss of all the Catholics, Catholic boss, boss of all the Catholics of all of Catholicism. Although famously, Catholicism a religion that lacks humor. So maybe what do you mean? All of Catholicism is hilarious. <laughs> Very funny history. Have as many have as many kids as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry. Kill everyone. Kill everyone. Uh, that's that's all. That, I mean, I guess holy water. Yeah, mm. pretty good. Yeah, I think if if we were to, if aliens came and were like present us with your holiest of liquids, why would they ask that? Why would that be the first thing? Hypothetic. Maybe they come from a planet that. And if you don't, we'll probe you right in the butt. Would you? Would you pick something other than a really good whiskey? There must be, like, way cooler liquids. Drinkable liquid. Oh, okay. I guess you could just give them, like, molten silver would be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be a good way to, like, kill the head on the they would drink, look. Mmm, delicious. Mm. Yeah, worth sacrificing someone like Lloyd was a fake in order drink. to get the aliens to drink you it. Drink oh, fake. how would you fake full, drink molten silver? even you. <laughs> These aliens we didn't have any molten silver. Yeah, they don't. They're all pretty stupid. Uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't know which one to give them, though. I haven't drunk enough whiskey. No, I would like, let someone the best else one. Think yeah, okay. I would. It's Scottish. He would need facial hair, a tweed jacket, and a flat cap. And you'd have to live away from mainstream society, and then I would let him pick. Like, he lives on a distillery on an island off the coast of Scotland. Uh, can we go? Yes. Sam we'll go find him. And his name is Gregory. <laughs> the Scotsman. <laughs> his last name. Gregory the, the Scotsman. Scotsman. Wow. He was the first. He's still <laughs> yeah. alive today. Yeah. No one's actually seen him, but in a million people. years, <laughs> he's super dead. Uh, what did you learn on the notes that OneDrive magically... Little story while Lloyd looks at his notes. In-person episode requires different coordination to uh, the usual online episodes. Lloyd came to my house, and as he walked in the gate, he was like, forgot my laptop, uh, despite managing to pack me a melted KitKat bar, previously melted KitKat bar, in a tea towel full of ice, as a hilarious joke, which I did chuckle at until... He said that he didn't bring his laptop. Did notes. bring the whiskey, though. Did bring the whiskey. Whiskey, Kit Kat, and then we somehow managed to salvage notes upon OneDrive. And thus, here we are. 
Google if you're trying to sponsor anyone. We'll Google take all your money. Microsoft? Don't. No. Yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, One drive is Microsoft. Ah, Microsoft. Oh. Only Google. Just kidding. All right. Um, <clears throat> I looked up weird things popes have done. Have done? Yeah. I love that. Mostly. Tell me more. Really violent. Like, mostly, like. <laughs> like We're talking old school popes. Yeah, mostly, like, you not not fun. But I found one that I thought was fun, but very, very dark. <laughs> oh. Stephen the Sixth. It was Pope Stephen the Sixth. Pope Stephen. So five other Pope Stephens. Okay. Um, this was in 896. So this is 896. It's a yeah. Peak. Wear-wack. A fair whacking. Oh, This is like peak. Peak. And here's another P word. Peak. Pope. Pranks. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the right word, but I love it. Peak Pope Pranks. Stephen dug up his... Can you address him by his full title, please? Pope Stephen VI. Thank you. Dug up his predecessor's corpse. No, no. To put it on trial. Pope Stephen V? Yeah. <laughs> Put it on trial. No, the previous pope's name was Formosus. Really? He was the Formosus pope of his time. No, not that. <laughs> um, his body was, was it actually Formosus? Yeah. Okay, so Pope Stephen V was before Formosus. Must, must have been a few popes ago. Formosus is a way better name than Pope Stephen. It is way stronger. Mm. Um, he dressed Formosus up in papal clothes and propped uh, him up on a throne, uh, while Pope Stephen VI shouted obviously unanswerable questions at him. <laughs> Uh, Fomasus was found guilty of perjury that day and his body was tossed into the Tiber River. Later, it was recovered by his supporters and given a proper burial. It just seems... seems so, at, at that point, what are the Pope's advisory council called? Like the Papal Peoples? Papal Peoples? I... Pickle... Pickle Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> the Papal Peoples, Michael Pickle Purple Peppers. <laughs> well, surely at that point they would have uh, been like... I reckon Pope Stephen might have lost it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, Pope Stephen the Sixth. We, we think about talking about building roads today. Oh, we're gonna dig up Formosus. <laughs> Great. Catholicism supports you. Someone um, get the papal piking. Piking. <laughs> Popes. You have to expect they only used words beginning with P. Oh, you you want to like if you're a peasant and you've got a question. The papal peasants. And you go there. You're like, I'm never gonna meet the Pope again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Try and fit as many p words in as yeah, I can. Yeah, you come up with a sick paper rhyme. Yeah, uh, Stephen the Sixth was imprisoned. Pope Stephen the Sixth. Pope Stephen the Sixth was in, in, he was imprisoned, penitentiaried <laughs> by Pope Thomas's people, uh-huh. and he was perfunctorily popped to death. <laughs> yes, yes, that works. He was strangled. Oh. They could have strangled him <laughs> until Pop. he popped. Pope Stephen the Sixth pop. That's why he's called Pop Francis. God a tradition damn it. dating back to 896. Oh, no. Um, and then I've got a couple of quotes, good quotes on whiskey. Uh, I'll uh, I'll jump in here then. Yeah. I looked up other weird shit that people have gifted the Pope. Oh. Well, and it's a to, lot. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I don't think I would take him a gift. You don't? No, I think like you're the most powerful religious leader on the planet. If anything, you, you should be giving me a gift. How oh, I should have looked up how rich the Vatican is. Let's throw some numbers out and, and then, then have a Google cheeky it. Google. Are we talking Pope like Pope what about net G- worth or G- like Pope net worth? Well, Vatican. I think technically he'd be net worth zero because he probably can't be allowed to have mm. riches. So it would be like the Catholic Church, maybe the Vatican's GDP. Yeah, if we're doing Catholic Church, it's surely billions. How many billions? Tens, hundreds, tens. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go above 11.5 billion. I will go 51 billion. For, this is Catholicism as a whole. Oh, is it? Or you I thought we were going... Vatican. I think the Vatican. All right. You still going to stick with 11 billion? 
or whatever you said. I think the Vatican would be lower, but since you went fifty billion, I'm no, no, still below you, well, so. you go, or go, you go. No, I'm fine. Eleven point five. It'll be closer though. I go one billion. Oh, you changed from fifty. Yeah. The Vatican. All right. Do I type million. in Vatican net worth or Vatican City? Yeah, is the GDP inaccurate? Well, yeah. It is a country technically. Vatican spokespersons say that it is impossible to estimate the exact amount of its wealth, but global financial institutions estimate it to be to amount between ten billion and fifteen billion dollars, making it one of the world's most wealthy and tax exempt organizations. If you're a tax exempt organization, oh, you... that's just talking about the Vatican Museum. What? No, or is that question for down here? No. Yeah, yeah. that's that one. The finances behind Vatican City. That's at thirty billion. The Catholic Church is estimated to be worth about thirty billion USD. Wow! If you're a, a the Vatican's worth at ten to fifteen. If billion. you're a, a tax exempt organization, you cross the billion threshold. Of this wealth, Italian stock holdings alone, just from the Vatican's Italian stock holdings, account to almost two billion dollars. So they're probably getting massive amounts of dividends. Yeah. They pay tax on. Yeah. Uh, I reckon. But they, they if should. all of that money is being put to well, I guess a lot of it would be put to run the church. A lot of it's probably being put to relocate priests. I wonder what percentage. High. Penis probing priests. Prepubescent penis probing priests. <laughs> Pretty bad prepubescent penis probing <laughs> probing priests. Pretty bad prepubescent penis probing priests providing pickled peppers to pickle peppers to. Oh, that sounds yeah, dirty still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it is the whole thing. <laughs> the rest was fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. Anyway, back to gifts. Oop, notes have gone. Here it is. So, uh, which people that have gifted have gifted to the Pope, and then I put in brackets, is it okay to call him El Pepe? Yes. Yeah, Pop El Pepe. So the first thing that came up with when I Googled this was weird Catholic gifts, just like things that people, like you could buy a gift for your Catholic grandma. Oh. Like like gifts with a Catholic theme, I suppose. Sure. Uh, including a cushion with El Pepe on it, a mug with El Pepe on it, and this was my favorite, a full hoodie with a stained glass style picture of the Pope on it. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. I don't think it is. Can you give a picture of it? Did you know, speaking of gifts, and you and I are fans of cool knives, mm. if you give someone a knife, you're also supposed to give them... Like, if I gave you a knife... You're it was this one. Sorry. Wow. Loading. That sucks. Loading. This one. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's not as... It's like a lot. And I love how the background of the picture is the picture of the Pope <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's not Personalized 3D all over printed. Tracksuit tops, pullover sweatshirt, Pope Francis stained glass 3D apparel 3D all over printed. Is it 3D? I suppose in the way that you are 3D. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ones. That's yeah, there's a lot of people. Terrible. Hoodies. Um, if I did you... <laughs> and track pads! Oh my god, matching pants. Oh wow, I want it. Alright, that's Rob's birthday sorted. Anyway, if I give you a knife, you're supposed to give me a coin in return. Really? Because so otherwise they... it severs our friendship. Yeah. Because a coin blocks knife? Coin blocks knife. <laughs> Makes sense. Lucky, our friend Lucky, gave me a knife. And I didn't give him a coin. I haven't spoken he, to him since. He's also given me a knife. I speak to him a lot, but I get the sense he hates me. Yeah. It's deterior maybe it's a slow deterioration. Uh, it's like a hack. To it's not a very sharp knife. <laughs> That's not what I would like to do. <laughs> anyway, an article that was in I, I stumbled across after looking at stained glass hoodies, an article that was entitled Papal Swag. 
Oh. Which covered exactly what I wanted to know and also had a very pleasing ring to it. And it's probably a cool band name and also is clickbait trash. It's hit all, a lot of, lot of things. All of the stuff that I wanted. So I think these came up because the Vatican auctions a lot of these weird gifts. Oh. Uh, but because like That's otherwise rude. the Pope would have like a garage full of shit that he can't use. They auction it and the money goes to charity. But the Vatican is a charity. Does it go to them? It goes to other charities. Okay. That's how I read it. It may just go into their Because they're $15 billion. (laughs) (laughs) So, a fancy-ass espresso machine. Don't read my notes while I'm reading them to you. Otherwise, I can't see them from here. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. A fancy-ass espresso machine. And I mean so fancy that I wouldn't know how to use it. Wow. I am a qualified papal barista. (laughs) I can squeeze coffee out of any pope. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true. <laughs> is that Kopi Lowak Pope edition? What? Throwback to Kopi Lowak, the poo coffee with the too much coffee. Pops. Oh, how do you remember the name of that? Because I'm amazing. They're not a podcast anymore. They uh... they are still people. Moment of silence. <laughs> the loudest people <laughs> silence. Um, so you make Kopi Lowak out of Pope poo that you squeezed. <laughs> Gross. Yes, you have to collect it by hand as well. <laughs> Enough. The machine was called the Victoria Arduino Venus. Ooh. And it was, I, like, I want it. I wouldn't be able to do it, though. Uh, G- not GDP. Uh, MSRP? Mega Super Rapey Pope. <laughs> oh, retail price. <laughs> I don't think it was that. Oh, good Lord. Dealing with the man. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how much it cost, but it was in the thousands. Gotcha. For sure. Some program New York City was running in 2015 trying to create inclusion and compassion and unity for their own city was to issue specific New York City identification cards. And there's one with a picture of the Pope on it that was given to the Pope by, like, the mayor at the time. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, you're doing this, like, inclusivity drive by excluding anyone that doesn't live in New York City from your... Unless you're the Pope. Like, they would... Unless you're the Pope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was weird. It was, I mean, I liked seeing a kind... It was basically a papal driving license <laughs> with quite a good picture of him. I enjoyed that. Like uh, a, like a, he looked good. Like a yeah, yeah, he looked great. Yeah, uh, Barack Obama gave him a 206-year-old key, like a big old brass kind of key, nice-looking key. To what? Uh, it was a key... It says from... I assume the home doesn't exist anymore, otherwise it would have said to, and... Would have been weird to give some the key to someone else's home. Uh, from the home of Elizabeth Ann Seton, who was the first native-born American to be declared a saint. Oh. By, I assume, the Vatican. That's a well-thought-out gift. I guess that's, like, symbolic yeah. or some... I mean, Barack. You yeah. expect him yeah, to yeah, do yeah. something. Like you, you know he's a good gift giver. I'm not even going to try and do a Barack. We know that doesn't it's work. Like, it's like right on the tip of your brain. You're like, I can yeah, nail it. And I know exactly what he it, sounds like. like. No, I'm an Indian racist again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm doing racist Indian again. We're not doing it. Uh, <laughs> he was also given a hat. It was called an Omero Ortega Panama. And it looks just like a regular old chump bowler hat. What's a chump bowler hat? Just like a, the, the chumps wear. Like a bowler hat. Oh, okay. Just like a shitty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Jason Mraz hat. Yeah, okay. Like a fedora. Do you wear them? No. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, chump hat? <laughs> I'm not a chump. Uh, and I, I can't imagine that was worth very much. And I'm pretty sure it was a terrible gift. Who was it from? Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz, probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, much cooler than... Actually, the key turned out to be quite cool. I said shitty key in the notes. So oh, cooler than gosh. the shitty hat. Harley Davidson gifted Ooh. Pope Francis a full Diner Superglide motorbike in honor of their own 110th anniversary. <laughs> like shameless marketing. A little That's bit. like upward tweeting, but for Harley. Yeah. Upward gifting a bike to the Pope. Yeah. And this is like a big... Mo- it's a 1500cc motorbike. Does the Pope it's have a- his bike license? Big rider? No, he's got his New York City license. So. Yeah. No, this was, au- this was auctioned as well. Um, so I imagine it was just like a little bit faster than the Pope Mobile. Yeah. But not as bulletproof, given that there is just air. Yeah. What if they put the Pope Mobile behind it? On a, like a Pope Mobile is almost... You could, you could turn that into a Pope trailer. You could. And you could get a motorbike trailer. And then trail it behind a Harley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be dope. Would be dope. I think he sold it though. Stupid. Uh, I think it was sold for three hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. Wow, for the big bike. And nicely enough, it benefited a hostel and a soup kitchen in Rome. Oh, warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. Mm. This might just be the whiskey. I hate soup kitchens. It's not a big fan of soup <laughs> or kitchens. Uh, he was given a four-wheel drive Fiat Panda. Okay. Yeah. So Apparently. James May drives. Yeah. Uh, was it James May? <laughs> I don't think so. This was also auctioned, but apparently, when he does ride in cars, he does ride in Fiat's because of Italy, I guess. Yeah. There's uh, definitely better Italian cars to ride in, and it, given that the Vatican has fifteen billion dollars, couldn't get him a Ferrari. But that's good. They can't appear to be if all everyone at the Catholic Church rode around in Ferraris. Not everyone, just the Pope. Just the Pope. He's the big dog. He's the big Why man. Not? The papal. What's a Ferrari that begins with P? Ferrari. The nope. Ferrari Ferrari. The Papal Pajero. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. It leaks. It's leaking that Pope all over the ground. Uh, he was given a cross that was made from steel salvaged from the Twin Towers, presented when he visited New York City in 2015. Cursed metal. Cursed? Symbolic metal, surely. Yes, I don't know if I'd want metal from the Twin Towers. As like a... Memorabilia is the wrong word. Yeah. As like a... a uh, Keepsake? Mm. People present because that's more like a souvenir, uh, like a, a reminder, yeah, uh, an homage, yeah, uh, and more whiskey. When the Queen may she rest in hell. Whoa, peace, papal peace, papal pieces. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, visited in 2014, she brought whiskey from their Balmoral estate as well as a quaint basket of jam. Not like a basket full of jam. Like oh, small pots of jam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, I what do you pictured, mean? I pictured a basket full of jam, but I pictured the jam, the jam being butts. No, I assumed it would be like it's slushing. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of jam slushes? Well, she's, she's old. <laughs> slush Can you, do, you do your queen waddle once more. You can't, Lloyd. She's dead. Whatever I want, she's dead. What's she gonna do? Rise from the grave. That's that's my papal papal swag, as it was called. I liked it a lot. I liked. I think the bike was the best quite liked the key i like the thought put into the key like harley just did a bike on yeah, their own for their own <laughs> hey we made bikes for this long time have this one yeah. everyone buy harley's yeah yeah that's fair enough barack put effort into his gift he always or does. someone barack hired to put effort into the gift still counts yeah i agree i have a couple of quotes on whiskey that i like quotes on whiskey yep you have to be holding the whiskey while you do that. Not to get too repetitive, although I am accused of that quite often. The first one is from Winston Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Winston's back and again. Wow, I'm so surprised. Guess what we talk about in the second half of this podcast? <laughs> it's not Winston. No, I don't think there is any Winston facts for the second video, so... 
I didn't link it to Winston, is what I'm saying. I did this time, but not for the second That's what you should do next time. Anyway, did we already agree that? <clears throat> Winston said, Water is not fit to drink. To make it palatable, we had to add whiskey. And by diligent effort, I learned to like it. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. I didn't first drink whiskey and be like, hot damn. That's papal real. That's the real holy that's water. The holy water right there. I was like, no. Oh, I actually think the most whiskey I drank was with you at Lockie's 18th. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Do you remember Lockie's 18th? I certainly do. I remember the beginning when his mum took the whiskey off me. Yeah, because you had a bottle of like Johnny Walker red and a straw. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we uh, were sharing it. And teenagers. that was the end of my almost life. Teenagers. Am I right? Mm. Um, this is W.C. Fields, who was a... Oh, you said this is Dobby. Uh, <laughs> Got excited for Harry Potter. Whiskey is good. <laughs> uh, W.C. Fields. Is that Winston Churchill Fields? Are you just trying to hide another <laughs> Winston quote? D- W.C. World War II boss. Uh, no, he's another one of those people who's listed as a satirist. Just like oh, okay. a man of humor. Oh, kind of like Oscar Wilde, etc. Yes. He said, always carry a flagon of whiskey. A flagon? Yes. In case of a snake bite. (laughs) Furthermore, always carry a small snake. (laughs) Yep, love it. Um, Just before you move on, how big do you think a flagon is? Ooh, a flagon. I reckon we're talking a liter. Small barrel. I'm going to guess guess one gallon, which is what, five liters? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm going to go five liters. You're the American. Uh, Yeah, five liters. Volume. 1.1L. You were right. You nailed it. Yeah, crushed Two it. imperial pints. So oh. always carry... That makes sense. Two, two pints of whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All times. That is too many pints of whiskey. That's not even a pint of whiskey. No, that's not... That's less than a flagon. That'd be it's 700 mils. 70 cool. Yeah. It's a cool. Centiliters. Oh. So 700 mils. Yeah. So... That is... We, we have, over the course of these two or three weeks, we have not yet drunk a flagon of whiskey. And he recommends carrying one and a half of these bottles with you at all times. And a snake, though. And a snake, so. yeah. <laughs> hmm, getting pretty thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my, my pirate link. That's it? You're no, done? i got one more sentence, but after that will be my pirate link. Oh, well, give me the one more sentence, um, and I'll give you a couple things. It, the word whiskey. Do you know where it comes from? Uh, yeah, it's from Hot Rod. Yes. Whiskey! Whiskey! Before that, no one knew what it meant. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, if you do watch it and you don't like it, send us an email and we'll roast you on the show. Hooray. And if you know the Lonely Island, we'd love to have them on. Oh, yeah. Um, the word whiskey is a, modifi- modi- is it? <laughs> is a modification Damn of it. the old Gaelic word whiskey, which means water. So whiskey could be holy water, given that it is just water. Well, I mean, it was water at some point. Brown, spicy we... water. Also, Winston was pretty stupid. He was like, we couldn't drink water, so we added whiskey to it. We made it into whiskey. He was probably drunk at the time. That doesn't sound like Winston Churchill. Also super dead. May he rest in peace. Mm, interesting. Enjoy happiness and love and whiskey and cigars. And <laughs> buxom women. And what? Buxom women. I'm not 100% sure what buxom means, but I imagine well endowed. Resting boobly. Resting boobly down stairs. Shut up. As I was looking at gifts given to the boat, I stumbled across the grossest papal souvenirs that you can waste your money on at Vatican City. Wow, so you can... This is not like St. George's Finger from the 5th century. Like you can buy these at the Vatican City. Yes. And they're gross. This is, this is trashy Vatican City souvenirs. Oh, gross is in like clickbaity, not gross is in like it's a Dead bunch parts of pee. It. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Pope's pee. <laughs> Would you buy some? A little vial of papal piss? I might. Would you really? Oh, I think pretty interesting... Put up on your shelf. What's that? That's Pope Francis's pee. Wee wees. How much would I pay for it? Twelve euro. Four hundred dollars. 
<laughs> we have head. different values for people pee. <laughs> okay, here we go. Gross clickbait guess. Yeah. If you're not spending all your money on pizza and you're at the Vatican, you might buy some of these. Although some of them are a bit strange. Uh, and I'm going to admit this is a straight up like BuzzFeed.com article. Great. It's my best research. Yeah, oh, except it's not BuzzFeed.com. It's BuzzFeedNews.com. Is which is not... I don't know. Maybe they call themselves news and that made mm. me vomit. You're on there a lot considering how much you hate them. Just I guess I don't read a lot of academic papers. Just the one that we both read. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, a lighter with a picture of him and Papa Francesco written on it. Hmm. Like... Papa? Like, that, is that you making a joke? Or nope. Papa that's what, Franche- I've ri- that was what was written on it. So basically, in English, you get a, a lighter with the Pope on it. it Daddy Francis. Daddy Pope. <laughs> no, Daddy Francis. Daddy that Francis. would be Papa Daddy Popo. <laughs> Daddy Frank. Daddy Frank. Uh, a comic book entitled Papa Francesco. A comic. Does he have superpowers? I didn't read the comic book. I think it was just him like being nice to children, but not too nice. (laughs) Fine line. Maybe it's an image thing. Trying to... Yeah. Or maybe it's a really dirty comic. Uh, No one's bought it, so we don't know. Portraits of the Pope done in... Glitter? (laughs) They look so stupid. Right. (laughs) I wrote ridiculous trash art. Yes, agreed. Uh, Ashtrays, so that you can tap out the end of your cigarette right onto his holy facade that seems borderline blasphemous yeah i mean if if I guess they sell it well i don't think the vatican endorses all of these it's like all the streets outside the vatican oh it's not the vatican gift i don't shop. think so <laughs> vatican gift shop would be the p and all the legit yeah things. the legitimate fingers yeah. of hair and fingernails and yeah, yeah, yeah. p uh bubbleheads and figurines which is kind of expected cool. yeah shot glasses Ooh. apparently oh for i don't know if I, yeah for holy water he's allowed to drink I think he drink he like he drinks yeah uh, things that aren't just like holy grape water <laughs> wine yeah yeah but I didn't look into that anymore yeah. um, and your most eight euroiest bottle of wine drink <laughs> called <laughs> red and white wine of Papa Francesco <laughs> which you have to just imagine is the local piss put in a bottle with a new label can they stop calling him Papa Francesco do you not like that I don't like Daddy Why Frank not? <laughs> Daddy Frank Daddy Frank's coming kids and then at the bottom of this article inverted commas it had the author's direct work contact email oh so it's like get in touch and i was like did you no uh, but i thought about it and just emailing like in all capital letters how dare you it's, 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 yeah yeah or maybe followed up with like how very dare you yes. for extra impact with no sign off yeah good. just to let them know what i thought of their trash yeah pirates pirates papal pirates papal pirates people paper paper papers <laughs> Um, <clears throat> my pirate link is to, to whiskey or to the Pope to whiskey no, of course it's just a song the golden, <laughs> the golden age of piracy is it from the, the golden age of piracy century, yes from the 17th hundreds 1700s <laughs> 18th century sure the song is the captain likes whiskey the mate he likes rum us sailors like both but we can't get us none oh that was nice. thought it might be going towards something to do with bum. <laughs> Could have got the Pope in there. Whoa. can't get us none, so we just make time fingering our bum. <laughs> and these are the episodes we're not cutting. <laughs> I'm lucky for you. Uh, that, that's it. That's papal track bands. That's what I just opened accidentally. Uh, papal people, papal Peter pickled peppers. There's got to be a episode title in there somewhere for like a pick of... Peckle. Pickled people, people, pooper peckers. peckers, peckers, pickled pope peckers. Oi. It's hashtag hashtag, hashtag. Upward, upward tweeting. tweeting. 
Uh, it's a it's an it's an old segment. We haven't done it this season. I don't think. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. So uh, it was my turn, and I definitely didn't do it just before we started recording. So I didn't see you do it. It's been in the people sphere for long enough. Hints and clues. Ooh. I have tweeted Pope Francis, His Holiness, his the Dalai Pope. Well, his his uh, his his handle, and it's official because it's got the blue tick. Is at Pontifex, hmm. which to me feels like a cactus. What does yeah? What is a Pontifex? Is it Latin for daddy? <laughs> the chief high priest of the College of Pontiffs. Well, that's Pontifex Maximus, which is Latin for supreme. So supreme member of a council of pontiff. priests in ancient Rome, which just means pontiff. Uh, it's basically like yeah, head Some of old Latin church then Pope stuff. What did you ask? Frank? I Papa Francesco. Frank. I can't remember how to look at tweets I've done. Go to profile. <laughs> I hate Twitter so much. Click tweets and replies. Where is that button? Up down. Up down. Up down. <laughs> there. This is like talking to my dad. Close your eyes. It's nothing like talking to your dad. <laughs> All right. I tweeted Papa Francesco. I said, at Pontifex. Strong. Currently drinking far too much of the real holy water in inverted commas in your honor we would be hashtag blessed if you would join us on the show for a tipple or two and some holy yarns holy yarns i like that excellent use of hashtag blessed thanks i thought it fit quite well it did that's when i chuckled when i was writing it yeah any response zero uh but it's only been on the air for 39 minutes (laughs) you did just do it ah you got me uh but we'll come back to it one person has seen it so I assume that was me just re-looking at it now. Could be. Could Can you be, tell? Or it could be the Pope. One yeah, Pope's, the one person that looked at it was the Pope, and he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Not worth it. What's happening, though? Hashtag Prince William is a bully. I hate Twitter. I'm closing it. <sighs> Lloyd? Yes. How are you? Good. What did you learn this week? From your teeny tiny notes. From my tiny notes that I cannot read. I learned this week about a fellow called Amo. <laughs> Is that how we're pronouncing that? Aimo? Uh, how do you spell it? Aimo. A-I-M-O. I guess Aimo. It Aimo. suits a soldier. Yeah. Soldier Aimo. Private Aimo. Um, Private Aimo. He was a Finnish fella who during what is called the Continuation War, that I'm just going to call World War II. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, Good. Took all, all, of, all of the meth. All of it? Took all of their meth. All, everyone's meth. He had a, a group. It's a battalion of like 30 people. Is that a battalion? Posse, group of pals. That's where his, I would have gone next. Buddies. They're actually just on a ski trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, took all of all of their meth. Yeah, and this is his story. What was his last name? His name is Amo Allen Koivunen. Koivunen. Yes, Koivunen. Not the worst. Koivunen. Okay, you stop now. You made it like you should have stuck with the first one. Uh, um, and the rest in your best Finnish accent. It'll just be my Swedish accent. Sounds good to me. Amo was a scientist ski patrol. <laughs> Let's not. Sorry, Camilla, if you're listening. She won't be. She will be here later, though. I'll do it then, in person. Perfect. There were three With a bunch of other sweets. <laughs> Amo was the first documented case of a soldier overdosing on methamphetamine during combat, which is very specific. That is very specific. Surely not the first documented case. Well, methamphetamine was not invented that long before um, like by it, the Germans, actually. I mean, a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we'll get to that. But not Tell me the story about Amo. I'd right. like to hear the story first. Amo was on ski patrol. <laughs> Just makes war sound so fun, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fellas, we're going on ski patrol. Woo! 
on the 20th of April, 1944, along with, it says several other Finnish soldiers, but I'm led to believe there was about 30 of them. <laughs> Who led you to believe that? Another article. Um, so it was 10 in the morning. Oh, quite balmy. Yeah. Didn't mention the temperature. <laughs> Could be below 50. Nah. Below. Below, below 50, 50 below. below. Wow. I stand by what I said. Minus 100. Um, fun ski patrol. They've been on the move nonstop for almost two days. What? So less like a fun ski patrol, more like grueling, grueling cross-country exercise. Ugh. Skiing in knee-deep snow. Ah, uh, here we go. The temperature is a crisp 15 degrees below. Oh, that's quite cold. Have you been in, you've been in 15 below? Boston gets that cold. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's Fahrenheit or Celsius. I think at that 15 below at Fahrenheit would be... Isn't that death? It's pretty... No, Boston gets down to below zero Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit? Yeah. That's digitally... Um, Probably Celsius, though, because America's the worst. Agreed. Um, the group was attacked and surrounded by Soviet forces... Pew, pew. ...who were well-rested, better-equipped, and vastly outnumbered the Finnish soldiers. Vastly. Do a quick pause here to just talk about some World War II history. Finn, that Finn doesn't was... sound like you. Are you going to talk about Winston Churchill? Get out! <laughs> so at this point, Winston Churchill was in London. Um, Finland, like, technically was on the Nazi side. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, they're fighting the Soviets at yes. this point. But really, it was just because, uh, so it's called the Continuation War because they've been at war with Russia since, like, forever. Since and before World War II? Yeah. Really? They had just ended another war. Oh. World War II happened, and Finland was like, hmm. I'm actually going to take some of Finland back. So Finland invaded Russia. Really? <laughs> Hugely bold move. Ah, uh-huh, ballsy. And then the Nazis were like, that's awesome. We'll like yeah, yeah, supplying you with sure. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like a, we're, on, we're best friends. It was like, you're doing, we are, our goals are currently aligned. Yeah. I see. So I don't think the Finnish were bad dudes. In fact, I think Finland almost was like World War II was irrelevant to them. And they were like, we're just going to use this as cover to get our shit back. Yeah, it's weird that like, in Scandinavia, Sweden was neutral. Finland was just apparently doing its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Norway was the only one that was, like, directly involved. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting um, oh, no. thing. Oh, no. Interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Papal tidbits. Nope. On a similarly related note, I don't know where I was reading it. Oh, we were looking up our Spanish holiday, which is going to be way more exciting than war. Uh, apparently, just, bef- like, from 1936 to 1939, Spain had a civil war. Just before World War Two. That's wild. Yeah, devastating. Well, but they- I think they had too much to do with. No, I don't. I don't remember a lot of Spanish history in Second World War. Were they good or bad? Uh, M told me. My wife told me because I was like, I said the exact same thing to her. I was like, I don't think they did nothing in the war. And she was like, wrong. Apparently, the Spanish time zone mm-hmm. is all out of whack because geographically they are more east, nope, west than Germany. But okay. because they wanted to align with the Axis powers, they switched their time zone to be the same as Germany, so and no one's fixed it. So they were bad guys. Yeah, I think time so. zone wise. <laughs> just time zone wise <laughs> I think I think they were aligned with the Nazis um, but didn't play a huge part actively yeah doing stuff better than the Italians I guess ugh it's great uh, what did the Pope do during the war should have tweeted him that where were you during World <laughs> War 2 Papa Francesco I was 10 I have to assume he was a puppet Pope he was Probably. at Pope school at the papal pope school doing popsicles for Christmas brunch. Uh, they did on Top Gear. Hilariously, they always do German versus British, and they did an Axis versus Allied drag race. Oh, nice! Which was just like seems in bad taste, but everyone's yeah. let it happen. Yeah, and obviously the Italians were on the Axis and mm. were like the Ferraris, mm. and Jeremy Clarkson made the hilarious joke of hoping that they changed sides halfway through. <laughs> Interesting. Um, all right, back to the story. Amo, 
Amo. Amo led his team's hasty escape from the Russians. Um, ah, so they've, they've contacted firefight. Yep. There was a firefight! Brief, brief firefight. During this time, they laid some landmines to protect their escape, oh. and then they legged it. Uh-huh. Um, he obviously, we've discussed that it was two days almost non-stop through knee-deep snow. Amo was exhausted. Have you ever cross-country skied? I have. It's very, very hard. Yeah, we've done it once. I found it very difficult. Am also found it incredibly difficult. And that is a story for another time. Yeah. Um, and probably on, like, fairly well-packed. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. This was needy. Yeah, but fresh. Um, yeah, fresh powder. And Ooh, fresh he's, powder. he's exhausted, and one of his comrades yells, Amo, don't fall asleep on us, because he's forging the path. Yeah, right? he's the he's the front bloke. Um, and his response to don't fall asleep on us was <laughs> to take all of the meth. Woo! So he he was car- he was tasked with carrying his patrol's entire supply. Why has he been given all the responsibility? Forging the path, carrying all the meth. He killed, he killed the eight Russians, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Probably. Um, army issued methamphetamine, stimulant used to remain awake while on duty. They were told they could use a max one per day. Okay. He was like, I'm Amo. <laughs> I'm Amo. He took 30. I read it that they're skiing, escaping the Russians at yep. this point. Yeah. And he's wearing gloves because it's minus 15 either oh, Fahrenheit yeah, yeah, yeah. or Celsius. So he couldn't, without stopping, couldn't take one pill. So he was just like, mm-hmm. shoved them all straight in his gut because guts to keep going. Panic, adrenaline Russians, meth. Adrenaline Russians. I'm having an adrenaline <laughs> Russian. <laughs> um, he quickly started powering through the snow, like just like immediately burst yeah. of energy. Thirty. This is a this is a huge overdose of meth. Surely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, mm. Almost immediately begins hallucinating and becoming paranoid. <laughs> his comrades at this point are like super wary of him and slowly are like peeling his rifle off and taking his pistol uh, and like disarming him because he's like kind of freaking out. Yeah, but he's also powering ahead like a like, like a boss. What I'm picturing like a moose running through snow. It's Amo. Amo the moose. Amo the moose man. Uh, but he's also at this point begins and what continues on for a while, blacking in and out. Uh-huh. I mean, so he's fair not, enough. He's not passing out, but he's he's like losing parts of time, his yes. consciousness. And at one point, he then completely blacks out after uh-huh. like coming in and out. And he wakes up. No supplies, no weapons, no ammunition. Because they took it all and off all, him. All his buddies gone. Oh no! So at this point, he's still tripping and sick and ill, and he's not sure if like they got separated because of another firefight, they got separated because he ran off, or if he was abandoned. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with some like mental shit as well. Just a little bit. Um, he keeps he keeps walking, but the same shit keeps happening. Like he'd, he'd be sitting on a tree, and they would wake up. Like, in a completely different place. He's just, like, <laughs> losing total balls. whole chunks of time. Awesome. Um, he sees some German soldiers, oh. and he's like, good. Germans or Russians? Germans. Germans. He sees some Germans. Oh, because they're on the same team. Yeah. And he's like, excellent. I'll... <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> I'll go to them. And he, he runs down a hill. He gets there. He goes, oh, shit, they're Russians. <laughs> keep running through the camp. The Russians are like, holy shit, there's, like... Completely tripping balls, messed out Finnish guy. Just yep. sprints through the snow through their camp. Is he skiing or running at this point? He's running. He's, yeah. he's lost all his supplies. Oh, shit. He's running. Um, by the time the Russians like figure out what's going on, and they fire a couple of bullets and take uh-huh. after him. In his, it says uh, they didn't have the wherewithal to catch him, and his meth speed meant they couldn't catch up when they tried. <laughs> his meth speed. So again, oh like a moose. Lord. So they're just chilling <laughs> in this little snow camp, probably like cooking up some food. Uh-huh. And this Finnish guy just... Wide-eyed, <laughs> like... Sprints oh. through the camp. <laughs> that would oh, be chaos. Which is amazing. 
Um, he then has a fierce battle with a wolverine. <laughs> what? That this t- seems a little silly. That now. turned out to be a tree branch. <laughs> okay, good. Um, during his wrestle with a tree branch, he broke his wrist compass and lost his backpack. Wrist compass? Yeah, like Do we mean watch? Watch, <laughs> watch compass. No, they oh. would have had a compass. Yeah, cool. Um, smart. Fierce wolverine tree battle. Yep. Uh, at some point, he found himself in an abandoned cabin. Happens. Yep. And starts fire. <laughs> sure, you're cold. Okay. Um, he <laughs> Not just straight arson. Falls asleep on the wooden floor in the middle of the room and wakes up to the cabin on fire. Perfect. <laughs> He's so tired and tripping that all he does is wake up, feels hot, and wiggles a little bit further away from the fire. <laughs> goes to sleep, wakes up, wiggles a bit further away from the fire. Oh, God. As this, like, inferno is happening until yeah. he's, like, in the snow outside, <laughs> falling asleep again. Damn it, Amo. Then it says, still high out of his skull, he spent most of the night trying to reach a very distant light coming from a farm window. Fair enough. Only to realize at dawn that he had chased the North Star all night. <laughs> it's still this is like days now yeah it must be it's so much math um he finds an abandoned german camp which had been generously booby trapped which we saw Uh in in um a movie i forget the name of it where they like leave tripwires and everything when they leave the trenches and stuff oh yeah it's in 1970 yes that's the ticket so the first door he opens sets off a landmine (laughs) which fucked up his foot So he hops through the camp and opens another door, setting off another landmine. He then wake, wakes up with his head buried in the snow. All of his clothes are like tattered and ripped. He's got sco- his hair's like scorched off, and according to legend, is still holding the doorknob in his right hand. Jesus Christ! Um, and at this time, he was found by Finnish soldiers, uh, weighing finally. forty-five kilos. His heart rate was two hundred beats per minute. That's still too many. days later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like. You're fucked up. We, <laughs> we, we need to go to hospital. We don't have the time or supplies to help you right now, but we'll be back. What? And they left, and he lay there in this ditch, just like, Okay. Not sure if I imagined that. Mm. Might be tripping balls. Not really sure what's going on. That is wild. Uh, but they did come back, That's and they nice did find thing. him and rescue and save him. And he lived to the ripe old age of, like, 70-something. Yeah, he lived until the, like, 80s, I think. He was pretty... I think he was 20 at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See? When you're young, you can do literally anything. <laughs> Thirty servings, servings, servings yeah. Recommend right. daily intake of meth. <laughs> but I think it. Um, that is wild. And two hundred BPM. How much? That would be your max heart rate. It's two twenty like, minus your age. So that would have been like his max heart rate for a long time. And we. we and this covered, is days later. We covered the highlights, but I think he was out there for two weeks. What? Yeah. I read that in the first, uh, the first, like post taking thirty pills in the first escape. It's not confirmed, but it's thought that he. By the time he like stopped and woke up, he traveled approximately 100 kilometers. Yeah, skiing. He was 400 kilometers away when they rescued him. Oh, it's too far. That's so much, man. Uh, speaking of being far away during an escape, the book I'm reading, The Great Escape. Wow, segue. A guy escaped from prison on foot mm-hmm. and walked 60 kilometers across country. That's a long way. Then, re- then he was in neutral Swedish territory. It was like a thin peninsula of safe land. Didn't realize where he was. Kept walking. And a German, they were at like a checkpoint. Uh-huh. And he thought he was walking into Swedish territory. Devastating. Was walking out of Swedish territory into <laughs> Germany. And oh, the German no. guy, like, from behind him was like, Jesus, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Promptly arrested. I mean, it, it happens. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of meth. Much meth. Do you have meth facts? No, no, I'm just saying that... And uh, did you see any pictures of this bloke? I did. The picture that was on the couple of sites I saw... Made it look like he just remained on meth. <laughs> look, yeah, his eyes like wide-eyed, like <laughs> yeah, 
You got to imagine he's got like PTSD and like. Would I mean, you, would, would you, you remember all that quickly? Probably addiction? not if you were treated. Yeah. Just because it was so like zero to yeah. hero's potential. I mean, it saved his troop, right? Yeah. But he didn't well, they have ran, them. They ran off. Yeah, but they didn't die because he was forging a path like a moose. Um, I read that when the meth wore off a little bit for him to have some sense, he and and get hungry again. He ate some raw pine cones and one bird. That oh, he did see to catch. Caught a, a bird. Caught a bird. Yeah. Which I have to imagine his meth induced state was just like out of thinner. Or yeah, or it was just like bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the picture, it looks like he's still tripping balls. His eyes are bugging out. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I wrote. He still looks like he's high as a fucking kite. Yes, he does. It's oh. a genuinely great story. I up until an hour before we started recording, that's all I wrote down. And I got in here, I was like, I've only written Lloyd's story. I need some facts. You so got some tidbits? I have some World War Two. I've entitled them Drug Titty Bitties. Because I couldn't think of anything else to do but read more about drugs. <laughs> Excellent. Fire away. And I was saying this before. I think we've talked about, tried to look up fun things to do with meth before. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Ten fun things to do with meth. When you're on meth, you should go here. <laughs> Trying to look up, like, funny meth stories, and they're all just, like, sad. Really, really sad. Except for the one... Go back and listen to the episodes. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, the drugs they were taking was pervitin. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Which is a German invention. Yeah. In 1938. Just before the war. Handy. Uh, and it was claimed to cure depression. Oh. For, 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 for a, a while. For a short time. Yeah. Uh, and for a short time before the war, you could purchase it as an over-the-counter energy pill. Yeah. I guess Can you, you imagine that could classify it as an energy pill. Yeah, in a way. Uh, and then the war hits, and I read various numbers. One was just millions. At some point in, I think it was 1941, 35 million doses of pervitin are sent wow. to the German front lines, which is pretty hectic. So apparently, the general Nazi philosophy was that drugs were bad and Aryans are pure, etc., etc. Uh, until crystal meth came along. <laughs> oh, this is this is Wait Aryan, a minute. Aryan meth. Yeah, and apparently performance-enhancing substances are okay because they helped elevate the German people to the required levels of Aryan superiority. Why couldn't they just reach that naturally? Oh, well, because they had to cleanse the earth of all evil. And they were being bogged down by evil. Yeah. So they needed the meth to reach the level they hoped to meet once evil is. I guess so. But I think they also induced psychosis, potentially helped fuel fanaticism, and led to everyone being addicted. I guess, yes, Great success. True. You have a whole population that's addicted to a thing you have. It sounds like a lot of wartime Germany was run on meth. Yeah. Which is like... There's a theory that... Very um, sad. Hitler was a drug addict. There's not a theory. Was. There's a straight up fact that Hitler was a drug addict. Oh, yeah, just Do you want to hear all about it? Can't wait. Hitler was the biggest druggie of them all. Uh, it's well known that he took regular doses towards the latter end of the war of Yukodal, which you know is... A drug that Hitler took. <laughs> it's literally just landed. It is a delicious cocktail of oxycodone, which is an opioid for pain relief. Mm -hmm. So I think related to morphine. Very powerful. I have taken oxy before. Have you? Yeah. Was it good? It was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> was it actually? I don't think I've take. I've never had like pill form of those like opioid pain relief. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, nice. It's pretty like wave of like. Mm. Is it also like immediate? Um, no, because it does. It's not like you get punched with relief you're like in pain <laughs> punched and with then relief. like 20 minutes later you're just like oh, i feel great i feel amazing yeah right now. okay yeah. sounds pretty good why did you have those uh burnt my hand oh like quite badly picked up a frying pan and put in the oven to cook steak oh 
oh, I did that before at work and yeah. I just put it under cold water. I didn't get any oxycodone. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, anyway, his uh, Yugodal was oxycodone and also speed. Ooh. <laughs> Pain relief and speed. Yeah. So apparently the backstory is Hitler had a hectic doctor called Dr. Theodor Morell that kept him dosed up through most of the war. Uh, and apparently by the end of the war, he relied on 80 or 90 different substances to keep him going. Whoa. It's I crazy. I I could even name that name. Yeah. All prescribed by this one dude. Yeah. Potentially Hitler should have got a second medical opinion. Or was this guy the secret brains behind Nazi Germany? I don't think so. Trying to control Hitler. I don't think so. So apparently, this is the funny... So all of the rest of my notes about drugs and war were like mostly kind of sad, apart from this bit. So they met at a dinner party where Hitler apparently suffered severe stomach cramps and colossal flatulence. (laughs) (laughs) Not big farts, colossal flatulence, which I thought was a super great description. That has to be like constant and loud. (laughs) Sitting at the table like a trumpet. But you couldn't, you'd have to ignore it. Like people would have just been sitting at dinner, having a lovely night and just ignoring Hitler's colossal <laughs> fast in, in the corner. corner with cramps and colossal flatulence. God, that is good. Love it. To be a fly on the wall. Um, so they meet and Morel solves this by giving Hitler some dodgy pills that have like some weird substances in them. Uh, but it solved his flatulence and Hitler was like, he's the guy. This is my man. Pretty much. And so he gets hired as Hitler's personal physician. And soon is dosing Hitler daily with, uh, like, his own brand of, like, multivitamin and glucose, like, supplements. What is Nazi multivitamin like? I don't know. Didn't yeah. look it up. But it, I, I read at the same time, this guy's getting rich because he owns factories that are producing oh, yeah. these things. And I assume if Hitler's taken them, everyone, everyone else is like... like... Yeah. So, this guy is dosing Hitler with, you know, vitamins to keep him going. Uh... But then, at some point in 1941, Hitler gets pretty sick and daily shots are not doing anything because he's been on them for so long. Um, so Morel then's like, well, we could maybe try these, like, animal hormones. Ooh. And Hitler's like, whatever works, bro. I assume he was a bit of a hippie. Yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> in a German accent? All right, dude. <laughs> I thought that was your attempt at it. Do you- I can't see Dust dude. All right, dude. <laughs> Give me the beans. <laughs> um, so he starts giving him various things, including, like, for, from vets, including metabolic stimulants, sex hormones, and extracts made from the seminal vesicles and prostates of young bulls and pigs. Interesting. Yep. So much for being a vegetarian, Hitler. He's basically being injected oh. with animal products. Yeah, dick move. No, and we prostate we, we really put him up on a on a pillar in the vegetarian community. We're like Hitler. <laughs> I was, was going to say of, you're a vegetarian, which means you're Hitler. That's the whole thing, right? Yay! Yeah, we <laughs> we just look up to him. Yeah, not anymore. He put though. us on the map. Yeah, <laughs> put a lot of things on the map. Took some of us off the map. Uh, and then after that, this seemed to work. He got better, and oh no, I think I read that uh, he was feeling so shit. And then uh, that's at the point where uh, Doctor Morel goes. Why don't we try these opioids? And Hitler's like, all right. And he's like, yeah, that feels great. I feel amazing. Immediately healed. And from that point on, he is on like a cocktail of uppers and downers to like balance him, balance him out <laughs> throughout the rest of the war. Uh, and apparently by the end, he was taking uh, this, a hit of Eucadol, which was oxycodone, 
and speed, speed, and two doses of high-grade cocaine, which wow. had just recently been invented. Good lord. Yeah. And then at some point, as the Allies close in on Berlin, the pharmaceutical factories are bombed, so supplies of all of this stuff mm. like decreases, and at the at the end, he's pretty much like cold turkey. And his body just falls apart because he's been so reliant on all of these various things. Oh, so his suicide then is probably I don't think partly it, related to him being like withdrawal agony. Yeah, PTSD, deeply depressed. Yeah. And also being the worst person in the whole world. He just one day he wakes up and he's like, Oh nine. <laughs> nine. Like I've done such awful things. Wow, that would be Ah, he probably, he, look, he deserved it. Uh, and we know all of this. It's not a myth. It is a fact because Dr. Morell kept an incredibly detailed medical journal. Cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Very cool. And you can read all about it in a wonderfully titled book called Blitzed, Drugs in Nazi Germany. Great book name. Great book name. By a bloke called Normal Ola. Normal Ola? That doesn't seem Casual right, does it? <laughs> brother called Odd Ola. Normal I mean, I only wrote it down once, so I can't check it. Norman, Nor- is. Norman maybe? Norman Ola? Norman. Norman. Normal. Norman. Normal. Normal. <laughs> uh, and there's a whole book about drugs in Nazi Germany. Uh, and it sounds like chaos. So yeah, he was just doing heaps of drugs, and then there were no more drugs, and then he killed himself, and the war ended. It's possible that a lot of the things that happened were due to this doctor injecting him with so many things. Or yeah. a lot of the... I don't know. You can't. You can't know. No. Like, it could have kept him stable that he made decisions Hitler would have made. If he wasn't being injected, maybe he would have just died yeah. or something like that. Interesting segue that I think it was the Norwegian, some Scandinavian country, Norway or Finland, their head of intelligence did a interview or something where he said that mm-hmm. their intelligence told him that Putin takes a ton of drugs as well. Nice. <laughs> and one of the prescription drugs he takes, the side effect, is like psychosis and delusions of grandeur. Oh, really? And their intelligence said that most he was taking was during the war when they started the war in Ukraine. So it could be uh, another... It leads me on to the sad end of my drug and war facts, is that drugs are terrible and they've played a large part in most major conflicts since World War Two. From Vietnam, there's so many stories about oh like God, people taking awful. speed and cocaine and stuff in Vietnam and the you know follow-on addiction and PTSD. Uh, apparently drugs fueled a lot of what happened in Syria... I also read... I thought drugs were supposed to be fun, Lloyd. Drugs are fun, guys. <laughs> Come on! I also read um, a favorite author of ours, Bernard Cornwell. Bernard. Old historical you fiction. You he's Bernard or Bernard? He's definitely Bernard. I like Bernard. He's oh, ben, English. Bernard, Bernard Cornwell. Bernard. Either way, Bernie. B. Big old Bernie. Because um, he's quite... Takes a lot from history. But he wrote that, not in a book, but in one of his interviews, that most people on the front lines of a fight in the Middle Ages were pissed drunk. Oh, really? Like, they, they you, you're, you're just in, like, an armor suit, sometimes not even. Yeah. Just running as fast as you can at another guy in an armor suit with a sword. That's like, true. they were all just pissed drunk. I guess you'd have to be. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, apparently, once the Allies cottoned on to the Nazi drug regime, they figured, well, we should probably be doing this as well. Uh, this is in World War Two, of course. It's all we talk about. Um, and they started dosing up Allied troops with cocaine and benzodrine, which is another amphetamine. Uh, and apparently it was listed to counter physical and mental exhaustion yep. and PTSD uh, to induce immediate recovery from severe shell shock. Can you imagine that? Just gone through severe shell shock. Someone shoots you up and you're like, oh, I guess I feel okay again. Uh, and to push through the intense fear of the hell that is battle. Yeah. So that they could in fact fight. Just seems so like maybe we should time. just not. No, let's not do that. Maybe we should no, no longer do this. 
I think Viking berserkers used to have a little cocktail of berries that they took, right? Uh, put them it was, into it. Or it was uh, the equivalent of a magic mushroom or some other yes. herb. Put them in like a psychosis state. Yeah, or yeah, people, yeah. yeah. That's how they tend. I have a fun. I have a fun. Do you have fun things to finish up? Just pirate thing. Okay. Uh, the, the only fun war drug thing was that movie Men Who Stare at Goats. Yeah, great movie. Great true story. Uh, I think it's embellished true story, right? Trueish. True, had truish story, yeah. So it was a, if you haven't seen it, it's about a wing of the US Army that were looking into psychic warfare around the time of Vietnam. It's that kind of yeah, like yeah, era. Yeah, hippie era. Yeah. And it was basically a bunch of hippie soldiers doing acid, trying to pass through walls, become invisible, psycholocate people, and teleport, etc., etc. Yeah, I get the feeling that that's what the brass were hoping, and that the people in the unit were like, we're just going to have fun, take acid. Yeah. Yeah, like they weren't actually trying to... In- so I guess what we've learned, Lloyd, is that war is bad. Acid is good. Groundbreaking. Acid is good. Yeah. And um, we should do. We should. We should do some. Some what? War. We no, should do some war. No, some acid. Ah, some acid. Some acid. Yes. So episode ten is going to be Robin Lloyd triples. <laughs> It'll be an eighteen-hour episode. <laughs> Genuinely would do, but for legal reasons, would not do. Yeah, yeah. We actually don't condone anything. Please note: we don't condone taking drugs. And, that, and that's it. Tell me all about pirates and how they relate to Winston Churchill. Tenuous link. Here we go. No Winston Churchill. Uh, it is a Finnish link. Finnish the <laughs> country, <done>. not Finnish <laughs> the line. Um, in Finland, yep. only one Viking shipwreck has ever been found. N- no. Viking age ship. Yep. Really? Yeah. Were they just not very Viking-y? I guess it wasn't a big uh, Viking part. Because I think Finland is connected to the Finnish Sea. You'd expect Whereas so. Norway is open to the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. braiding up and down the coast and into England would have been a lot easier for Norway. Maybe Finland just didn't have as much seafaring Vikings. Maybe. But um, it is a 12-meter-long ship that lays on the, still lays yes. on the sea floor by the island of Lapuri in the Gulf of Finland. Lovely. Um, it, is on, it is in poor condition, so it's they can't pull it up without destroying it. Ah, but sucks. a... Restoration company has done like cool 3D laser scans oh, and, and they, have recreated an exact God. replica. Imagine if that was your job, where like the government so or someone cool. funds you to just yeah. do fun science. But it was really interesting because upon reconstruction, they realized that some of the joints and woodworking they were doing linked Finnish Viking Age to another age of Scandinavian Vikings that they thought previously they had never had any contact. But oh. now they're thinking that maybe they had worked together. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Do we count Vikings as pirates? Old wooden ships. <laughs> old wooden You've gotten ship. by on old wooden ships a couple... I mean, it's part of the remit, I it suppose. Is. Also, it's the oldest wooden ship I've talked about. Is it? 12th, 12th century. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you heard of that, um, the Vasa? The or Swedish we, one they found yeah. perfectly... Have we talked about it? Yeah. I don't know if we have on the podcast, but we have. But it's only perfect because, like, it sailed out of the harbour and sunk immediately. And it was, like, so polluted the sun couldn't get into the water. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah maybe. I've been, yeah. I've seen it in I the museum. It's it. so cute. Like, they found uh, skeletons that still had, like, rags on, like, what was left yeah. in the clothes. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. a very cool ship. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, d- d- double points. Bosh. No way. Wait, what was the first one? There were double points. And <laughs> I guess I said it. We did it. Google Mugs episode nine. Look, Lloyd, uh, I've had a thoroughly good time sitting next to you, but I wish you'd go. Point <laughs> seven six popes away. Point seven six too many. Point one. Uh, certain, uh, less than a pope away. Yeah, an empty glass chink to in-person podcasting, and uh, we'll be back with a regular episode ten 
where we're not in person. And are we, do we, is it a surprise or do we? Um, it is to me because I've forgotten what we're doing. It's in your best Scottish accent. It's poems and oh, hey. Aye, aye, aye. Scottish poems. <laughs> Robbie Burns, mate. Robbie Burns. Uh, Jesus, all Scot- Scottish children? I know, Susan Boyle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I dream the dream. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Susan Boyle. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do a Scottish. Um, so there'll probably be more whiskey. Yeah, uh, I suppose so. I'll have to buy a bottle of Scottish whiskey for it. Yeah, episode 10, Robbie Burns Night. Thanks for listening to the unfiltered trash that is in person giggle mugzing. Pew pew pew. Pew pew pew. It's. Uh, you're listening to this in January, so I hope you're enjoying your 2023. We recorded it on New Year's Eve, so we're about to go and get fucked up on acid drinks. Up <laughs> legal, legal. That's fun. enough. You'll have a wonderful whatever. Cheerio. You don't get to say that anymore. I say whatever. Shut up! Thank you so much for listening. Send your complaints and any questions you have for Sean to gigglemugspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gigglemugspod. So drop us a follow and interact with us there. And if you want to listen to the whole back catalogue, including the previous Unintelligent Chat Shirt episodes, you can find us on all good streaming platforms where podcasts be. We would appreciate if you could uh, you know, share us around and leave us a review. That would help us out. And cheerio. Cheerio. I didn't like that. And cheerio. I hated that too. Maybe I just don't like the way I sound. <laughs> There's got to be something good in there.